This is episode 17 of Olu Swole, the podcast on a budget. I'm excited to welcome our guest. He is a rap enthusiast and a STEM whiz. Neil, what's good? What's up, Timmy? Nice to see you, man. Honored to be here. Yeah, happy to have you on. Um, so just for the listener, because there's a high chance that most of the listeners don't know how I know Neil, but basically we both grew up in Houston um, and we went to the same elementary school. Did you join in kindergarten? I, yeah, straight kindergarten, yeah, K through five. Okay. So I joined in kindergarten. I don't know if we were in the same class, but maybe we probably were. Ankins? But, uh, now I had Rogers. Oh, my God. It was a blast from the past. Yeah, it would have been different then. Yeah. But we were, I think from first grade to the third grade, we were in the same classes and stuff. So That sounds we about were... right. That sounds about right. Yeah. You had Mr. Beck a few times. Yeah, that's yeah, the man. Mr. Beck. Mr. Yeah. Beck is the man. The goat. Yeah, that's yeah. the goat. That's the goat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, we were classmates and we were pretty good friends. Uh, didn't name that book together. It was just a competition, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Remember, uh, um, you introduced me to Cheesy Mac. You remember that? Who? Cheesy Mac. What's that? It's a, it's a book. I can't remember. You drew one. You you bought it the day before your flight, and you came to school with this little comic book. Um, and I was just fascinated by it because it was like it was, it was like the equivalent of like a diary of a wimpy kid do it yourself kind of book. Ah. Uh, I don't know if it was cheesy math actually. It might have been some other book. But I remember you came in and you let me draw on a few pages, and I never saw you again. <laughs> like such a real <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do because I was really into like those. Dad Wimpy Kid books, those Big Nate books. Big I'm Nate, at, that's what it was. Big Nate, Big Nate, not yeah, cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Big Nate, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Bingo, yeah. bingo, bingo. That's what it was. Big Nate. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Big Nate is the one. Yeah, Big Nate would make more sense. Uh, I can't remember that, but that's crazy that you remember. I mean, dude, yeah, I remember because that same night I went to the store and bought one for myself too. Okay. Yeah. I pushed you on. You put you on. <laughs> you put me on, man. I, I can't deny it. I can't deny it. I might get held over my head for a few. For a, for a little while, but I can't deny it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's it a, it a, it a fun time. Fun time. Fun times for sure, yeah. So you right now you're a rising sophomore at Stanford. Um, shout out to you. It was when you got into Stanford. I think you around that time you created an Instagram. And then I think you showed up my suggested, and then I, I followed you. So we connected through IG. But I want to take it back to the, not take it back. I want to take it back to memory lane. You know, take us to the good old days. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. So there's the spelling bee right in our elementary school. And it's basically mm-hmm. a competition for people in third grade through fifth grade. Uh, our school is an elementary school, so it ends at fifth grade. And I remember it's usually fourth and fifth graders who win the competition because they're the oldest, right? Typically, I remember. Typically. Yeah. So I remember we were both in that spelling bee in third grade, and my sister was also in it. She was in fifth grade. It was always neck and neck between us. I do remember those days. Like yeah, it was in class. It was always neck and neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bit of friendly competition. Good old days. Uh, a bit of friendly competition. I liked it. I loved it, man. I loved. I loved competing with y'all. This spelling was such an like. I don't know if I'm gonna say this right. It's either niche or niche. One of the two. How do you say N-I-C-H-E? That, I say niche, but I don't know if that's like the only way to say it. Though. Yeah, I, every time I say that, I, I always like, 
and which one is right. But yeah, it was one of those activities where this it was, it was so niche where you only had a certain amount of students competing in it, like a certain group of kids. And I think that was where, that was where you and I, I think the first time you and I met with, it had to, okay, maybe not met, but at least I got to know each other was, was in the spelling bee. I, I can't imagine there was another time where like, oh, Timmy, hey, Neil, that kind of thing. I, I, I believe that, you know, it all started with the spelling bee. I can't remember, but I mean, that would make sense because like you said, we were always, you know, you know, we were always doing something competitive, you know what I mean? It was kind of what drove us, I would say. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was a, it was a good influence for sure. Hundred, like no doubt about it. Yeah, but this particular spelling bee, um, I remember. You know, like you said, we we're always neck and neck, and I remember we were both in third grade. And I came into that spelling bee thinking, okay, I just want to make it as far as possible and beat my sister, who's two years older than me. Hey, that's facts. It's always a sibling yeah. rivalry. <laughs> of course, of course. So. I, she got knocked out in one of the earlier rounds uh-huh. and the final it was I don't know if you remember it was me versus you yeah. you were the youngest yeah. people yeah. I do remember that yeah yeah. Dude, there's, the, there's the article about it do you remember that article yeah well they didn't mention me but I remember reading about it no they you. did I'm pretty sure too but there's no way they wouldn't have because you would have gone to the district with me if you were the runner up then so you would have been in the article for sure no I didn't go to district but I came I came second though you didn't go to. There's no way because every school had alternates. Maybe in later years, but at least when I was in third grade, I remember um, uh, I came second, but I didn't go to district. That's weird. I, because, yeah. huh? I'm not sure why that's the case. I would imagine that they would bring alternates. I remember distinctly having an alternate. Um, she was one year younger than me, actually, when I went in fifth grade, mm. and I remember competing with her. Because I got knocked out, and then she got knocked down the round. She got knocked out, like either one or two rounds right after I did. So, mm-hmm. it, like I, 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 I don't know, man. I always remember there being alternates, but I guess not. Maybe that, that first third grade year, maybe they didn't send any alternates. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like that. I feel like, I mean, obviously you didn't go, but it's a little weird now that I think back on it. Yeah, it, it might have been something they introduced in later years, but I do remember. A lot of my Kirk memories are kind of hazy, but I do remember this one quite vividly because mm-hmm. the librarian pronounced my elimination word wrong. What and was your elimination word? To this day, I, I still can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and I just completely butchered it. And then your winning word was feverishly, and then you won the competition. How do you remember that, Timmy? How do you remember that? Bro? You got a freaking golden memory. It's like a computer up there. That was the word. Yeah. Yeah, I I have no earthly idea how you remember feverishly. I only remembered it because I'd won. If I if that wasn't the winning word, I would not have remembered it. Like I don't know how you how you how you still stored that. That's insane. Yeah, I mean when you when you come second, you're so close to getting gold. That's yeah, that's yeah. Fair. You remember? Nah, that. you were you were always a genius. I mean, you you always like you always had those those spelling skills. I was like, there's one person I gotta worry about. It's probably Timmy IK. You know how it is. <laughs> hey, appreciate that, man. But you were nice too. I'm not surprised you got into Stanford. When I heard when I heard you got into Stanford, like I wasn't shocked. I was happy for you, but I wasn't surprised at all because I was like, same like, thing. Nice same, like thing that. same thing for Penn. It's like, yeah, yeah, that Timmy, Timmy, Timmy fit right in. What I gotta ask, so what program? What, what do you? No, you told me you're in Wharton, right? You're at Wharton. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Wharton. Yeah. Okay, you're. Are you in the um, MNT program by any chance? No, I'm not. I have some friends who are in it, but I'm not in it. Okay, okay. So yeah. you are in, you're just 
straight business school. Yeah, just regular got it, Wharton. Got it. So, so what are you uh, trying to major in then? I mean, for Wharton, we have concentrations, but I mean, it's kind of similar. But I'm thinking about finance and marketing. Finance and marketing, that's a fun one, man. Oh, shoot, you're going to have a good time with that. It's a lot of math, though. You're like, yeah, I, I, I do remember you liking math. Remember the uh, around the world we would play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is some real, like, pulling deep from the memory, man. This is uh, some whack stuff. Mr. Beck going around the room. Four times eight, nine times three. 10 times 12, you know, it's just so random. It would always be so many things going on at the same time. Yeah. Oh, man, I loved Around the World, man. Yeah, I, that was such a fun game. I'm sure you loved it. You were always fast with it. <laughs> like, you were always, <laughs> as soon as you said a trigger finger, like, you got the answer right there. Yeah. Yeah, I was nice. And, but, I mean, once again, you were also nice, too. So I had to make sure, look at, I had to look out for Neil and, you know, Pavin, who would be... Oh, know, Pavin. Pavin's, yeah. a, Pavin's a character. He's at yeah. uh, UT Austin right now, by the way. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's doing well. He's doing well. Mm. Yeah, as expected. That's what I expect from him. So. Yeah. Nothing less. Nothing less. Yeah. From him. <laughs> no, but he. Yeah. He got into a really good program. It's called the CSB program. So it's computer science and business combined into one. Um, mm. Very competitive. Very very competitive. He was able to get in. Um, and you know, ultimately that was, he thought, you know, he felt that was the best decision for him and, you know, it served him well. Um, so he's been there for the past, so he was actually allowed to go in person. So he's, he's been mm-hmm. there for, like, he's been at UT Austin longer than I've been at Stanford, even though, you know, we start at the same time type of thing. He's been there longer as in he's been on campus. On campus. Longer. Yes. On campus. On campus. That's right. I was going to say, like, this is just such a weird trip down memory lane. Like I, never in a million years would I've imagined that you know we'd be reminiscing about uh, our our days back in Kirk Elementary. Like it's it's such a it's such a foreign feeling. It's like an out of body experience because I we I just I don't know about you, but I haven't thought about it in so long. Especially because of the fact that I had a few friends from Kirk, you know, traveled through with me. So it was like I never really thought about what I you know who I lost at lost in the sense like who I don't keep up with that Kirk. It was just never something that crossed my mind. Uh, you and I talking, you were one of the people who we lost contact with. It's like, dang, like that was centuries ago. Mm. Yeah, the point you brought up, like you, you haven't really thought about Kirk. It makes sense for you because, like you said, you know, in our in our school district, you generally people from the same elementary school generally go to the same middle schools and they generally go to the same high schools. So you've been with some people since they were five years old through age 18. Right, right. But, for me, it was kind of, I don't think about it often, but every now and then, like whenever I see someone post an IG, it kind of comes into my mind because <laughs> I left in third grade in 2011 and then I went to a different country and a different continent. So there wasn't like, you know, that sense of closure, you know? Dude, it's such a, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm thrilled to see you again. It's just been, I, I do remember though, I, I will say this. You had a uh, birthday party and I'll tell you, or not a birthday party, you had a birthday dinner. You came back to America. Mm. It was at, um, was it at Black Walnut Cafe? It was at Cafe Express, I think. Okay, I remember being a cafe. I remember being a cafe, but it was right in the city center. I remember showing up. You were there. Tanner was there. I was there. I feel like Jaden might have been there. Bunch of people were there. So you had already gone to Abu Dhabi, right? Come back, have this dinner. That was was raps. I was like, okay, Timmy was like, he's in the wind. He's, He's gone. I gotta ask you, like, 
how was um how was Abu Dhabi? How did how did that treat you? That your entire life, did you, I don't know, assimilate, learn language, pick up on the culture, miss anything? Like, just what what was that? What was that experience like? I have so many different thoughts about it that it's just hard for me to put them together in an organized way. But I mean, I was there from 2011 till I should have been gone mid 2020, but because of COVID. Uh, I couldn't go back to Penn in the first semester, so mm-hmm. I was there from summer 2011 till January 2021. And um, oh, okay, okay, yeah, it was a really cool experience. You know, very international international environment. So you're meeting people from all across the world, uh, which sounds like something you'd write in a college essay, but it's just genuinely it's true. Like the yeah, yeah, 70, yeah, super diverse environment. I started learning a bit of Mandarin. I can speak a little bit of that. I did that in high school. Did you you learn Arabic? Yeah, I did. I mean, it was compulsory up until a certain uh, Mm -hmm. grade, but I wasn't nice with it. I can't speak Arabic. I I know some words. I know the alphabet, but I'm not nice. Nice. I'm not nice like that. So that's solid, man. That's awesome. Yeah. What, um, what, what was the factor that motivated you to come to school in America? Why did you not want to stay international? Well, I mean, several reasons. Um, I wanted to go to a good school and a good school with a business program. And, you know, Penn has that. So it made sense. Where do you get better than that? Like, where do you get where do you get a warden? There's there's no equivalent of that. Yeah, warden is definitely for business. I mean, you know, it's definitely up there. For sure. And then on top of that, you know, I'm, I'm American as well. So it's, you know, I'm eligible for financial aid in America. Um, it's I'm kind of familiar with America. I like the vibe of American colleges. So it kind of made sense for me to apply to. I applied to some schools in the UK as well because, you know, it's an easy application. But what is that? that's like, uh, did you apply to LSC? No, I didn't apply. Or is that I know if, can you go to LSC as an undergrad? You can. Yeah, right? yeah. I yeah, have okay. friends at LSC. Yeah. Okay, okay. But then Cambridge, Oxford. Uh, did you apply to? Did you apply to those? No, I didn't apply to those schools. Uh, applied to some other ones, but uh, the only yeah, other I, big international. I know King's College. That's about it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't. Oh, McAllister, I think, is up in. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The one up in Europe. I haven't heard of Mick sure. Callister, but my best friend from high school goes to King's College. So, dang, yeah. that's live. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then, what? Um, I'm not here to ask you where you got and where you got rejected from. Obviously, I'm just curious. Like, of the, I'm, I, I know for a fact that you would have had options. It's not like you only got independent rejection from everywhere else. Like, I know that's not true, but I'm curious. What was it that led you away? I, and I know you briefly touched on this with the you know whole business school American vibe, but. Mm. Of the American schools that you got into, what was it kind of that that drew not only just drew you to Penn, but drew you away from the other schools that you didn't choose? What were those factors like as an international student? Yeah. So, I mean, in the context of I live internationally, but in the context of uh, American college admissions, like I'm not an international student because I'm I have a U.S. passport. But oh, you didn't apply as an international student. No, because I'm I'm from the U.S., so I'm not eligible. Oh shoot! Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I just live abroad, but I'm still American, so I'm still like domestic. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 
But to answer your question, we went on a college tour for my sister, and I think it was like 2016. So she was maybe 15-ish. I think I was 14. She was like 15 or 16. Um, we went to schools in the Northeast, and then I knew I was interested in business, and then I saw Penn, and we did an information session there and a tour there, and I was like, yeah, this is somewhere I definitely want to go to or apply to. Good for you, man. It's awesome. Yeah, so from the jump, Penn was my top choice. So I got into my top choice. So it was kind of a no-brainer. You know? Yeah, yeah. I same same here. Once I got into Sanford, I pulled my apps from. Um, well, I didn't. I, I applied to four schools. I applied to Stanford, um, UT Austin, UC Berkeley, and UCLA. Mm-hmm. I let those applications continue. I mean, like, I kind of pulled out of what at Berkeley a little late with the other three. I let them through. I had a bunch of other, you know, essays ready to go because. See, Stanford came out on December 6th of 2019. Mm. The apps were due for all the other schools by like December 31st. So assuming mm. I hadn't gotten into Stanford, wasn't about to crank out 40, 50 essays in 20 days. Just wasn't going to be possible. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know how it was. I kind of front-loaded a few of the essays, or back-loaded a few of the essays, started a little bit early, um, but I never submitted them because once I got into Stanford, uh, in fact, I committed, I believe it was that same day. Is, is what mm. I yeah. Wow. The only reason I didn't pull the other apps is because um, I was seeing what I could get financially. So mm. not, you know, full disclosure, I didn't get any financial aid, which kind of sucked because I was kind of hoping for like some, I didn't get, I didn't, I got a few, I got scholarship, but you know, no, no aid or anything. But um, mm. I, I had committed to Stanford, but which I'm not sure if this is allowed. I don't know if you can like uncommit, but I was, I was just curious to see like what, aid would be offered and then I could take it to the Stanford office be like hey you know I've committed can you match this that that kind of thing um mm. the applications were only there for the four universities nowhere else so kind of the same thing once you get into your dream school there's no point in applying anywhere else why put yourself through that extra work of writing the essays doing the app there's no reason exactly it's just a lot of extra hassle uh it you can work at one point <laughs> hey, yeah for sure I mean I mean I went through all of that and because I got into Penn regular regular decision so oh yeah okay wow man i'm happy with you know pen because i was my top of course no sure sure i there were actually a few there's two people that i know really close they're both from houston who both got into mnt Mm. um yeah both of them and i remember one of them called me like yeah what should i do mnt or stanford i'd committed to stanford at that point so i was like okay this is kind of a biased answer but but truth be told to me not gonna lie choosing between such fabulous schools like like Penn, especially for that business guy. That business is just out of this world. And then just Stanford, it's it was such a. And this is not to sound like like some, you know, elite as like oh all the top universities. No, it's just it's a great position to be in. Like mm. no 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 God forbid you have to choose between Stanford and Penn. But it's also one of those things where you're weighing the clear advantages of one school against the other, um, mm. and it puts you in a, a little bit of an awkward position. He ended up choosing Stanford. Both of them ended up choosing Stanford, actually. But mm. but MNT MNT was it was either going to be for me my early school Stanford or MNT or I guess mm. MNT isn't the school Penn is the school but the MNT program. So mm. I've always loved Penn. Huge fan of the, the what is it the Quakers right? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> y'all got the um. Sure, I'm about to embarrass myself to a Penn student. What is it the? It's like a logo with the P on it. I believe the P is red. Then a and then a blue and white kind of like shield emblem. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't think the P is on the 
official school logo. It's on merch, but it's like some oh, sort of okay. uh, some sort of um, like arrow shaped thing mm-hmm. with like I think there's a fish on it and there's a book. I should know better. Oh, but... I know what you're talking. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, now it's now it's coming to me. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. I bought this yeah. one um one shirt from Penn. I wear it all the time. It's it's back it's back at home. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, great. So I I visited there. Absolutely amazing. I love the um. Okay, you know what? You'd know about this. You know how you have. Okay, I'm gonna try to remember this. Um. Let's say let's say I'm, I'm facing this way. Okay. I'm facing this way. You have mm. the Wharton School of Business on the left side. It's like this beautiful glass tower. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Wharton School. Oh yeah, it. the the building, right? Yeah, be- absolutely gorgeous building. We weren't allowed to go in, but it was a beautiful building. Mm. I'm standing right here, I'm looking down on the left. On that same side of the street, on the left side of the street, but way further down, is the engineering quad, right? The uh, this um, the it's an it's named after an Indian guy. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The, there's like a lab. Mm, Let me see. I need to look it up. Uh, I'm still kind of new to the campus, so I don't know everything like that. But, fair, um, fair. I'm trying to, let's see. Yeah. Well, that's where I was when I went to Penn. Breathtaking campus, man. God, it was just absolutely beautiful. It's right in the city. I mean, shoot, I mean, you can't can't get a better spot than that man that's just ideal yeah i love the city feel of penn i've been to stanford and i really like the the campus is really pretty um very picturesque all that uh it's a little tucked away in palo alto it is it is yeah still a nice place though yeah i know it's absolutely beautiful fountain hopping uh hiking anything outdoor dude i've been I don't even care to disclose. I don't even care to like hold it. It's like I before this call, like as I was just getting stuff ready, I was just shirtless because I've been outside so much. My skin has become like completely burnt. So it's like hurting to even put on a shirt. So it's like mm. yeah, two extremes, right? Sit inside all day, do nothing, or be outside all the time, get completely sunburned, and then face these problems. So, but that's what Stanford is. Like everything is so outdoors. You're, you're <laughs> like you eat lunch, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner outdoors. You do things outdoors. You don't stay in your dorm. Your dorm. It's just, I mean, you know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., yeah, you're in your dorm, like, talking with your friends and stuff. But truth be told, at least here at Stanford, I'm sure the culture is different across different universities. Mm. Um, but here at Stanford, nah. The dorm is a place to sleep and maybe get some work done. But other than that, it's all outdoors. And especially here in the summer now, um, mm. I don't know if you remember it back from elementary school. And I don't know if, if I was like this back in elementary school, but I've, I'm a big, like, shorts and t-shirts kind of guy, just throw something on um, and, and move on. I, I absolutely despise wearing pants. So you'll see me just around campus in shorts and t-shirt, but it, but it fits, you know, it, with this type of weather, it wouldn't make sense to wear anything else. But at Penn, it gets like stupid cold in the winter. Mm. Um, you, get the, you get the beautiful snow. Um, just, you, get, you got the river running through, right? I, I remember we crossed over a bridge. There's a, there a river. Yeah, um, Short Kill River, yeah. What's it called? Shokil, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but it's like Shokil River, yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Dude, it, it's just generally, man, it's like, I don't know, it is, it's such two beautiful campuses. And then with Penn also, it's in the middle of the city. I mean, you guys are right next to an industrial yeah. complex. I remember seeing like fumes coming out of these huge metal stacks. 
I was like, this mm. is perfect. You know, you, you have access to the city, beautiful campus, nice weather. Yeah, it's, it's paradise. You know, you, you, got the, you got the best of all the worlds. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a nice place to be. But that Cali weather you talked about, you know, Cali gets a lot of love in this podcast and like previous episodes and stuff. Oh, is that so? You got you got a, you got some uh, California kids on here, huh? Yeah, yeah, we had some. Yeah, there we go, there we go. Any any uh, Berkeley kids? Not Berkeley. I don't. I don't. I haven't had anyone from Berkeley on the podcast, but people well, from California I've had on the podcast though. I gotta tell you. Yeah. You know how the whole Stanford Berkeley rivalry goes. Yeah, the big right game. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, yeah. I saw love for Berkeley, but you know, I just I just gotta mess with them about it. That was funny. Anytime you see like a person in a Cal shirt, you just like mess with them. Anytime you see a person with a Stanford shirt, like a Cal yeah. person sees them, it's like you mess with them. But it's one of those things. Like Penn and what is it? Penn's rival is um is it Harvard? I feel like the entire Ivy League's rival is Harvard, but I think I think and Harvard have something a little more deep seated. I think it's, I, I think our rival was more so with Princeton, but I think it's more of a soft rivalry, if oh, I remember correctly. Okay, okay. Yeah, Harvard and Yale had the rivalry, but I think Penn and Princeton is the rivalry. Okay, but, you're a big yeah. uh, sports guy. You like that rivalry? Uh, I'm not a big college sports guy to be honest, but I'm a big like NBA guy. I follow the NBA. NBA. Trey yeah. Young, how you feel? <laughs> hey, hey, you know that's not nice to see, but uh, hopefully he comes back quickly. Hey, they're two and two against the Bucks. Giannis or Giannis didn't play, and then well, he played, but then he got injured, and then mm. Young was just out. Um, not gonna lie to you, Timmy. I don't know where you fall on this. I gotta hear it after, but kind of want the Hawks to win just to see how Trey Young reacts, just to see him clown the entire NBA. I feel like it would be kind of funny. I I keep up more with football than basketball. So to me, it's more of just like a like a friendly banter, more than like "Oh my God, the Atlanta Hawks won" kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really follow football at all, but I mean, I really like to see Trey Young in the finals because he's just uh, he's one of those, uh, as Stephen A. Smith would say, box box office players. <laughs> so yeah, he brings in the viewers, man. Shoot, it's one of the reasons I watch him. He's so yeah. cocky. The you gotta love the swagger, man. You gotta respect the confidence. One hundred percent. Speaking of, you said you really like the outdoors culture at Stanford. Um, I guess that kind of ties in with your passion for ultimate frisbee. So tell me about that. Well, I'm, I'm. How do you, how do you know all this? You you're very good at this. Like, did I did I tell you this or like where did you get this from? Are you you didn't tell me this, but I did my research. Let's just say Dang, that. I, okay, yeah. I don't know where you got that from, but that is a very accurate. Um, portrayal I, I do love ultimate frisbee as a matter of fact okay well you won't be able to see but my frisbee sitting right there i got uh, my i mailed my cleats over because we're starting like an intramural soccer um uh, intramural soccer club um but no big big frisbee guy absolutely love the sport um I, I i think that it's it's so conducive to play here um just because of the weather just because of the vast amount of space and like it's kind of funny because I have an Apple Watch and we have the activity rings on it. It's like pre-Sanford, you know, I'd, I'd hit the goal a few days. Like I'd work out and stuff, but I, I was never like actively trying or anything. Hmm. And, and this isn't a flex, but like every single day at Sanford, I've nearly doubled the requ- like the, the goal, the, you know, the Apple Watch goals. Like I've nearly doubled that just because of how much outdoorsy things are going on all the time. 
Like you can mm. walk from here to the package center, for example, to pick up something and see like like five outdoor activities going on, biking, boarding, um, skating, uh, you know, ultimate frisbee, football, soccer. It's just, it's just everything is outdoors here. I love it. I absolutely love it. Mm. Sounds like a whole movie. Um, but the Stanford campus is, it's built for that kind of stuff. It's just it's, so that's open. right. It, it is built for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, I wanted to transition to your time at Cypress Ridge High. Uh, that's the high school you went to. That's probably the high school I would have went to. I would have gone to if I had stayed in uh, Houston. What neighborhood did you live in? Do you remember? I was on. You would have, yeah. I would have gone to uh, Cy Ridge, yeah. Yeah. So what was your general experience like? Just tell me about it. Love my high school. Had a great time. Go Rams. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, made a made a lot of friends, made a lot of good connections. Uh, I cherish them. I absolutely love the staff. Super supportive. You know, school had its flaws. We had our fights. We had our, well, we had our fair share of, I bet I think that's for every school, you know, fair share of crime, that kind of stuff. But like, I couldn't have asked for, for anything better, just the support from the staff. Um, the, the, the freedom students were given to choose whatever they wanted to do, the mm. ability to know that you could go up to a teacher or even another friend or another student and ask them and actually get real important advice. I, I loved it, man. You know, I, it, it was rough at times, especially with like AP classes and all that. But again, that's any high school. It's, it's not like Ridge is any different in that sense. But I think overall, the general ambiance, the school spirit, um, just the way the staff, it, the staff was not structured like, would imagine a normal high school there was a lot of um a very casual culture it was not like hello ma'am great to see you today it's my pleasure it's hey how you doing? <laughs> and i'm i'm like that like if you were if you and i were to meet each other say for example this i don't know we were meeting in person i wouldn't be like hello mr Addy k it's my pleasure to meet i'd be like <laughs> dog type of thing like that's just the type of person i am so i, I really yeah. appreciated um you know the fact that informality was actually valued over formality. Um, mm-hmm. it, it valued in the sense, sure, we we knew when to not overstep the bounds. But in day-to-day conversation, you never had to worry about like, oh shoot, I forgot to call him sir, or oh no, you know, I, I did this, what are the repercussions? There are no repercussions. You know, you just do what you want, you have a good time and you move on. It was I, I really like that culture. And, and I think that at Stanford there is a little bit of a more uh, formal culture. Um mm. but it's not stopping anyone. I mean, we're, we're, I'm still the way I am. All my friends are still the way they are. Like we've adapted to Stanford culture. I've, I've learned, dude, I've learned so much just in this eight, nine days I've been here. I've, I've changed, not in a bad way, but like, I've, you know, there's been changes that I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened to me in high school, for example. And that if, if I go to high school for a period of eight days, would pale in comparison to the eight days I've spent here. It, it's just, it's just a very different, you know, vibe. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Cypress Ridge, based on what I've seen from it, and you know, tiny tidbits from people, seems like mm-hmm. a really good place. Just a really fun, dynamic place to be. And based on the description you gave, I think, I mean, I think it's probably pretty accurate. Um, it is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I, I missed it especially more when. See, we got sent home for COVID. Um, we had Friday, which was spring break. That was it. We never went back, and mm-hmm. in that 
time i was like yeah no school you know we're, we're chilling i get to go to campus stanford like i'm excited so you know how that went right that got canceled so yeah. as i was going through stanford online classes from houston i was kind of missing just the in-person thing of high school i was like i enjoyed high school it's not like i just wanted to get it over with and and just went through the motions just to get through no i, I genuinely had a good time i enjoyed my time there but i savored it even more when i realized that i couldn't get it hmm yeah, COVID definitely, I think we'll get into it later in the podcast, but COVID definitely <clears throat> makes you appreciate that in-person experience and the things that were taken away from you that you usually would take for granted in non-COVID kind of setting. But I want to ask 100%. you about, yeah, but I want to ask you about your speech at the Berry Center. So that's where uh, you guys gradu- did your graduation ceremony for the class of 2020. <laughs> that was, and, so, yeah, continue, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, no, go ahead, go ahead. Give us some context. No, I was going to, it took me a while because the Berry Center, I've always, any event that has ever taken place in the Berry Center has been indoors. We had an outdoor graduation. So I'm, actually, I don't even, I'm trying to remember if it was the Berry Center where we graduated. I, You know, I think it was because the Berry Center has the stadium. Um, mm. No, it, you're right. You're, shoot, you know better than I do. Yes, it was the Berry Center. It was the Berry, Berry Center. Um, but you know, continue. I was just trying to remember where it was because it was June of last year. Yeah, that's already a year ago. It's crazy. It's wild, uh, man. The time has flown way too fast. Yeah, one hundred percent. But there was a you were. I think you were an honor graduate, and they asked you to give a speech. So, yes. yeah, there's a particularly memorable quote that I have from it. And yeah, I think it's one of your opening lines. You said, "This is not a yoga class." This is the Cypress Ridge class of 2020, and we will take your breath away. And when I heard that, I was like, whoo, that's some bars, man. That's some bars. Hey, respect, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I, I don't know. When I, when I was asked to give the speech, I wasn't like, oh, like, you know, it wasn't one of those moments. It's like, okay, you know, I, I can do it. But a lot of the, I mean, I'm sure you saw it. This is not hate anyway. It's just we all have different ways of speaking. And for me, I preferred to just like, I think that everyone was so like socially starved and just wanted to like see people. I don't know. I, I didn't want to make one of those shoot for the stars, like that kind of thing. Like mm. I, I, I tried to, I, and, and you know, I'm sure that a few of the jokes might've flopped. I'm sure some kids are like, what is this kid doing? Like, I'm, you know, you, you can't please everyone. But for me, yeah. I, I had, you know, I, I enjoyed it more um, by trying to infuse some humor into it. I found it more fun to write. Shoot, I found the speech more fun to give when it was like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for leaving, see, uh, my high school is a bit more, it's not like this, this to them. It's not a good or bad thing necessarily, but I mean, I think my high school is a bit more like formal when it comes to giving speeches and stuff. And I don't think that would have been welcomed for a graduation speak, speech there. But mm-hmm. personally, yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, I like those kind of speeches. Like, they're, it makes you more personable. Uh, and they're more, just for more fun to watch and more fun to look back on, like, X many years later. From I don't know, the Cypress Ridge reunion. Maybe you could bring that up. I appreciate you know? that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess we're on the same page in that sense. It's, it's, just, it's more fun to kind of, like, you know, infuse some humor here, here and there. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Speaking of bars, uh, I hear you're a big uh, rap guy. I'm talking Kanye West, who you say is the goat, and then Blueface. Uh, tell me about who you listen to. What? Where do you? 
Where do you stand? Kanye West is the greatest rapper of all time. That's an undeniable fact. That is not something that is up for. That is just that is just the truth. I gotta hear you, Timmy. Where where do you, where do you stand on that? Who is the greatest rapper of all time? Huh. And, it's and, a hard. And, okay, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Say, I, I just want to hear your response. I'm not gonna preclude it with anything. See, it's a it's a hard question. Uh, we had a. I have a friend from Penn who is a big Kanye enthusiast. We had him on the podcast a few episodes ago. But the greatest, see, for me, the greatest is a combination of how good your music is, but also commercial success. Sure, sure. But if you ask me who's the greatest, ah, yeah, he's definitely up there. I wouldn't say he's the undisputed greatest, though. You could definitely make a case for someone like Eminem. Or Fifty Cent, dude. So glad you said that. I love Eminem. Eminem is, I think Eminem is is the most lyrically advanced out of out of anywhere. Like, okay, I gotta I gotta flex Eminem real fast. He goes he goes in one song. He goes it's um it was a song with Kid Cudi. Um, it was the Adventures of shoot. What was the name of the song? I forget what the name of the song was, but it's the one with uh it's on the Moon Man album. It was a recent one. Eminem and um, Eminem and Kid Cudi. He goes, this this line is just it's just insane. Like I, I can rehash it so many different times. Just I, it just it never gets boring. But he goes like, now if now if rap was b ball, wait no I'm not I'm not gonna screw this up because this is just too perfect. Give me a second. <laughs> Sorry, you, you gotta give me a second. This is just too this is just too like chef's kiss perfect to mess up. <laughs> now take your time, dog. Okay, now if rap was b-ball, I'd be Jordan-like. Um, I don't know if it's family-friendly, but, you know, the b-word. So if rap was b-ball, I'd be Jordan-like blank. You wish mm. you could score like this. Not even at half court I'd miss. I'm mouthwash, I'm mouthwash, because if I was on the floor, I'd swish. Uh... Let, me, let, me, let me break that down. Let me break that down. Okay. He, he, hits with the, <laughs> he hits with the basketball bar, okay? Ties in Jordan because you can't have basketball without Jordan. If I was on the floor, I'd swish. Swish as in the net, okay? But f- basketball floor-eyed, floor-eyed, the thing that you brush your teeth with. Uh, and okay. mouthwash for swish. It's like a That's... triple meaning. Like, I, 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 it just, it, it's so beyond me how someone uh, can come up with something like this. It, it'll, it, I, I don't know. Eminem is undisputed when it comes to lyricism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, that's that's. A, I mean, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, he's so he's very technically sound, and um, also the speed at which you can rap at. Oh yeah, like, that's the speed is another one. Speed is another one. Yeah, he's so articulate, but he's talking so quickly. Like I don't know how he does that. Don't know how he does. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one more. There's another good one. It was like, um, Shorty, you're sort of fine. You remind me of a 49er. Because if you was a gold digger, you'd be a... Wait. Oh, yeah. You're so fine. You remind me of a 49er. Because if you was a gold digger, you'd be a minor. So minor as in, like, she's really young, really fine. But minor uh, as in gold digger. But then 49ers. Uh, it's just... There's so much packed into every single lyric. You know how you have some rappers that, like, you know, no disrespect. They put their hits out. They get these insane lines. But the rest of it is just, like, ad-libs. Classic girls, watches, coke, lean. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. Eminem, like, there's no like, 
there's no empty lyrics. It's mm-hmm. never a time when you just hear a lyric and it's just like, okay, it was sad just to keep the beat going or to introduce something else. No, it packs a punch equally as strong as, you know, some other rapper's strongest line. His every line holds that power, which is just bizarre to me because I, you know, I don't, I don't, I, and I know he doesn't have a ghostwriter because you don't, like, if you've seen his freestyles and stuff, you know that he is seriously gifted. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, Eminem, Eminem is fair. I, I'll, I, I, 100% respect that. Eminem is, Eminem has cemented himself. Like, he is a legend forever, no doubt. Yeah, Eminem is definitely the one. Uh, the crazy one. talented. Slim Shady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the real Slim Shady. Um, I also want to ask you more about Stanford because I know that the women's the women's national or basketball team won the championship. Jeez, Timmy, and... I'm I'm very impressed with the way you keep up with everything. I'm I'm still kind of in shock. Like, remember feverishly, remember Big Nate. You got this like lowdown on the graduation speech, man. Shoot, nothing, nothing gets past you. You're like a, you're like a wall. I mean, once it's, once it's out there, you you catch. It. I'm I'm very impressed. Thanks, man. I really appreciate uh, you like complimenting my research. Like, that's that's really nice. I appreciate nice. that. Solid, man. It's very solid. Yeah, yeah. But I want to ask you about. I mean, you. So Cameron Brink also plays for that team, and you know Zaire Williamson. Uh, Zaire Williams plays for the basketball team for the guys. And mm-hmm. those are two pretty prominent, you know, college basketball players. But are you ever get to? Or, huh? Actually, that's not true. Cameron Brink is Steph Curry's goddaughter, mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, I-, I believe her name is she- Russell Wilson's sister is on the basketball team. Also, I can't remember oh, her name. Wow. Yeah, uh, Keely Keanu Wilson or Keely Wilson or Wait, I'll tell you. Her name is okay. Yeah, her her name is Anna Wilson and A Willie. Yeah, Anna Wilson. So you got mm. you got freaking Russell Wilson's sister, Steph Curry's goddaughter, and then like consensus all Americans like Haley Jones on the mm. same team. What do you expect? What do you expect? Like that's just insane. And then I think the men's basketball team uh, had a little bit of a rough year. Um, I but I believe Zaire Williamson has entered his name in the draft. I believe I think he just forewent his entire undergraduate career, took one year for, you know, freshman season. But I, I believe he's entered the draft, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he has. He's I think he's listed as a first rounder, maybe a lottery in mock drafts, but okay. definitely a first okay. rounder. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know Stanford has a has a strong, obviously a very strong academic history, but a strong sports history as well. So I know the like best part is, we have yeah. the we have the most NCAA um, Division One title trophies out of any school in America. This oh wow, most trophies, yep, most championships across all sports. We also do have thirty six sports, um, so we do have mm-hmm. more than other schools. But go Stanford, right? Go Card. <laughs> go Cardinals, Cardinal gang. Yes, sir. I once transitioned to the oldest world bowl. That's a part of the podcast where we ask you some off the cuff questions that might be somewhat related to what we're talking about or completely unrelated to what we're talking about. So I'll just fire away. All right. First question um, What's something you could, you wish you could have done as a Cy Ridge senior that you couldn't do because of COVID? Ah. 
what would I wanted to have done? I would have liked to have uh, participated in the Powerpuff game. Are, are you familiar with the concept of Powerpuff? No. Okay. So traditionally, the guys will play the football, the girls will cheerlead on the sideline. Powerpuff is flipped. The girls play flag football, and you get guys dressed up in a bunch of cheerleader costumes, and you make a complete fool of yourself, like going crazy on the sidelines. <laughs> so it's just like a gender swap for football, but that, it's a really fun tradition. Well, it mm. happens every year, but of course, you know, because of COVID, it was canceled. Would have been quite fun, though. That's pretty cool. Just as a side note, one thing I really like about Cy Ridge and American schools in general is that you guys have a really strong sense of school spirit and tradition. Mm-hmm. My school has only had five graduate, no, six graduating classes. The sixth one just graduated this year. Wow. So we're still pretty new school. So we don't have that. We don't have like a, you know, traditions that we go to every year in the same way you guys do. That's something I wish I kind of had. Oh, but it's, yeah. it's, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. It makes the experience much more enjoyable. Mm, sounds like it. Um, and then secondly, what's the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, God. Shoot. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, what's the best compliment I've ever received? Oh, Timmy, you, you really put me on the spot. Shoot, I, I didn't realize it'd be like that. I thought it was going to be like... <laughs> um, uh, no pressure. No, there, there was this one... It wasn't even that it was a good compliment. It was just, it was just the way it was said. It was... Um, it was it was said like like about a year ago. It was like, oh, I okay. So I think one of them was. It was about it was about my high school speech, and we were on we were playing Xbox like me and a few of my buddies. Um, we were on at like three a.m., and then, and then something came up where we said something in game that was like a quote from my speech, com- like completely separated. So if I had mm. said like in my speech on me like there's a guy on me and then like in the game we see on me some there was some connection and they go i still remember that like that speech slapped i was like yeah that that made me feel pretty good because uh, I, I was pretty happy about that uh, that was that was a fun time yeah that speech was goaded i'm not gonna lie i, I appreciate that. that timmy really do really do yeah yeah and last but not least if you were to get rid of one u.s state which one would it be and why mm. So so, what is so when you when you <coughs> when you say get rid of? Let's say I choose to get rid of Texas. I'm just for example. Does that mean the state of Texas combines with like Oklahoma and New Mexico? Like it, this, the, does the state just like not exist anymore, or is it just absorbed into other states? Or what? What does get rid of constitute? You know, I actually never thought of it like that, but I guess you could say get rid of means it's. It's no longer a part of the U.S. because it exists as its own. Okay, okay. So, which state would I feel... Can you re-ask the question one more time? I want to see how you phrased it. So, I'll just rephrase it a little bit. I'll just say, like, if you were to choose one state to remove from the U.S., which one would it be? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I will say, I I don't know if this is the answer. This is not the answer, but I will say, like, Texas has had talks of secession. You know how Texans are. Like... (laughs) We we love trying to get rid of you know get out of the U.S. Um, uh, no, that's <laughs> uh, what state would that happen to? Maybe um, I, I feel like I, I would say like any any really affluent state 
just because I know they'd be able to support themselves. Which one? Take your pick. New York, Oregon, California, Washington, like all these all these big, you know, rich states. I guess even Texas. Texas is a pretty rich state. Um, really interesting question, though. Not totally sure to answer that. Um, but I, I would say, like, if they were going to secede or if they were going to, you know, leave the United States, you'd at least want them to be, like, somewhat self-sufficient. So, I mean, you know, anything rich, you got to... Gotta love utilitarianism. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Word, yeah. I mean, I do know Texas Texans are like when it comes to you know Texan pride <laughs> and Texas could be its own country and you know stuff like that. I'm not. I'm, I am from Texas, but I was born on the East Coast. <clears throat> so, um, where were you born? I was born in Philly. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Good. yeah. I mean, Mill fan. Am I what fan? Meek Mill. Meek Mill, I know he's from you know, Philly, but um, I don't listen to a lot of him. I listen to that song with him, uh, with him and Drake. You know, going bad. Going bad. Going bad's a good one. Oh, yeah, man. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, Don Corleone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a banger. That's a banger. Yeah, Philly has a lot of legends: Kevin Hart, Will Smith, all of them. Meek. Oh, yeah. Philly puts them out, man. Really just turns sure. them out, turns them out. I got you, yeah. buddy. The next up, <laughs> appreciate that. Putting, putting the city on the map. Not that it's not already big enough. Not it. You blow it up a little bit. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Shout out Philly. Shout out the city. Brotherly love. It's going crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think this wraps up today's episode. Thanks for coming on, Neil. It's cool having thanks you. Thanks for having me, man. Great talking to you. Stay in touch, man. Jeez, like this, this whole. COVID things screwed up so much communication. Um, great talking. I'm, I'm glad I was invited. I was glad I was able to make it. Had a great time talking, um, you know, rehashing the history. Um, but yeah, super enjoyable. Really loved it. It's great to see you, bud. Yeah, great to see you too, man. We'll definitely keep in touch. This was a wild trip down memory lane, uh, especially for us too. And maybe for if any Houston people are watching this who, you know, knew us when we were coming up, I mean, it'd be a cool trip for them too. Uh, yeah, if the people I texted ever respond back, I'll I'll you know get them on a call with you. It's, I, I was worried because I was wondering if you were still in Abu Dhabi or something. I was like, wow, this must be a really weird time difference for him. Um, mm. But you're in Pennsylvania, so what is it? It's like six forty there, so you're about three yeah. three hours ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oluswal is available on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on TikTok, which is uh, new development. So go run that up. And thank you guys for watching. And peace. <laughs>